Welcome to the That's Good Sports podcast. I am Brandon Perna here with Will Keys, who has just returned from Mexico, where he was. What were you doing in Mexico, Will? Um, mostly nothing. Uh, a little bit of something. But uh, one thing I found pretty interesting from Mexico is just from kind of wandering around the streets, uh, you can just stop into a pharmacy and, and purchase HGH over the counter. So, oh, really? Yeah. So if you notice, like, I get, like, a little more, like, built in the next few weeks, yeah, like, you might, you know. I think – might, might be why. Right. I think the HGH mostly helps with, like, recovery from injuries, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you'll, you'll uh, build muscles. I didn't read the instructions before I took it, so. Oh, uh, yeah. I would have liked to see what the instructions were on the, on the back of the HGH. Um, They're all in Spanish, so I can read them, you know? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. Th- this is the That's Good Sports podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, a couple Denver Broncos things, a couple NFL things. We've got Carlos Henderson, Case Keenum getting bashed by some some guy, uh, Khalil Mack, not reporting to the Raiders training camp, Jimmy G and his porn star date, Todd Gurley getting paid, and the Jets open to trading uh, Teddy Bridgewater. So kind of a lot to cover today. Next week should start to get really interesting with training camps kind of in full swing. A lot of them have already started. So we'll talk Broncos first, and then the NFL as usual. This podcast is on Podbean, so make sure you follow it there if you're watching on YouTube or on iTunes. It's the That's Good Sports podcast. Uh, there are a couple on iTunes I've done throughout the years, so if it's confusing as to which one, uh, just check the date to see when it was published uh, and give us a review on iTunes. All that stuff really helps. We're hoping to build an empire this football season as really the most popular below average podcasters out there um that's that's my goal uh will's goal is to use that hgh to uh basically mm-hmm. morph into a, a superhero yeah i mean hopefully it's going to make me the best podcaster i can right and yeah, I usually mean, have to recover a long time after these like that's why we have to do them like once a week is because six days is spent recovering from one podcast so yeah, the recovery time, a lot of people, that's why not everybody, I mean, yeah. most everybody podcasts now because it's like the easiest form of fucking media to make. But m- the people who don't do it, it's because the recovery is too rough. Yeah. Uh, not everybody has access to, you know, steroids like me, so. No, no. And uh, that's, I mean, that's why I brought you in was for yeah. your steroids. Uh, Correct. Although the first time I took them, you told me to inject it directly into my genitals, and yeah. I don't think that was. Uh, was, mm, was, that, was that basically your version of a prank, Will? I, was that a practical joke? I, I, misinter- I misinterpreted the uh, the instructions. So they were also in uh, Spanish. Well, these ones were actually in German. Uh, yeah. Oh, I okay. I do know that the word for penis in Spanish is verga. Uh, you learn something every day. So if you say chupa mi verga, I believe that means suck my dick in Spanish, which if you go to Mexico, those are basically uh, the three words you need to know to get anything. I wish I had known this a week ago. Uh, yo planto mi verga en el jardín. I plant my penis in your garden. So, you know, 
uh, that's just what I remember from, you know, my, yeah, it's what they taught you in high school, high school Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, did you, I mean, did you do anything at all that was interesting in Mexico? Oh, heavens no. Um, where did you go? Cancun? No, Puerto Vallarta. Vallarta? Yeah, I was mostly by the pool bar. I played a lot of uh, pool volleyball. Um, pretty good, not to brag. That's fun. Yeah. What was uh, your What was your drink? What were you drinking? Oh, mostly everything. Um, but (laughs) good answer. uh, A few Long Islands. uh, Every Every type of cerveza. The Um, mind eraser, Long Island iced teas. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I even slipped in a couple of uh, blackberry daiquiris. Um, oh, okay. Those were... When my wife and I went on our honeymoon in Hawaii like two years ago, basically every day I was drinking uh, the pina coladas because they were oh, yeah, that's so good. good. And after about three or f- about three days of probably four or five pina coladas every day, and some other things, I started to get some serious diarrhea and was like, I, oh, yeah. I'm 90% sure it's the, it's the pina coladas uh, yeah. just coming out in a darker liquid form. Yeah, everything starts to taste like bananas and like your, your breath starts to taste like, like rotten bananas. It's, you know, there's a reason. Yeah, once a week, you know, that's fine for me. It's, it's why you like reserve those kind of drinks for vacation, you know? Correct, because yeah, I think we'd, probably die if we had them on a regular basis <laughs> right they're just, they're so good yeah um all right well i guess we'll get into talking about the yeah i guess that we are here for uh so let's uh st- start it well let's do it all right well let's do some Broncos stuff so uh some big news coming yesterday morning i guess big news carlos henderson who was the uh, third round pick at wide receiver out of louisiana tech last year the 2017 draft is going to miss the opening of training camp um, attending to some family issues. Uh, So they put him on the exempt, like did not report list. Um, But really what I've been wondering is like, how does this affect his chances of making the team? Because he was, I don't want to say he was already on the bubble just because he's got that boost from being a third round pick, but like this doesn't bode well, especially with, you know, the two rookies coming in. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because I, they didn't release the information of, like, why he was missing. Uh, yeah. Which, I mean, I guess, like, you know, as a person, you deserve the, the right to, uh, you know, have privacy for those sort of things. But by not, like, by not saying, uh, at least giving people an idea of why he's missing all all it really did was allowed the local media to speculate all day yes always a good thing always a good thing like it was either you had to take a position like your take had to be oh this is bad for him or hey he's uh he's just uh he's doing the family thing it's gonna be okay no big deal so yeah i think like if they said hey he's got this thing happening we understand it he'll be back like it would at least have taken away, you know, from, I don't know, people trying to draw conclusions. Uh, I, the, the thing that that's true is he's a guy who definitely needs to be in camp and needs to make an impression on the coaches because, uh, you know, last year before he got hurt and was put on IR, um, he was not doing well 
in training camp, uh, kind of struggling to learn the offense, I think dropping some passes. And the Broncos, I think we're really hoping for him to be that slot receiver Mm-hmm. Uh, more so than, you know, Isaiah McKenzie, because I think Henderson has a little bit better size. Like he's what, like 5'11". Um, and he's thick. He's thick. Yeah. He's got those really 30. strong legs. Like yeah. just look at his body and you go, Carlos, man, I would kill to have those legs running slant routes and hitch routes and mm-hmm. all of those things over the middle. He could probably take a hit better than Isaiah McKenzie. Um, but Personally, like with the wide receivers they selected this year, I'm not as worried about whether or not Carlos Henderson, you know, makes the team or not. You hate to waste a a draft pick that high uh, on a guy that doesn't pan out. But I think Deshaun Hamilton is the guy who's going to could fill that role this season. So um, that's kind of my perspective on it. I wish I had more information. Yeah. I mean, usually, like, if it's, like a, like, a death in the family, they'll say that just because, I mean, that'll just shut everybody up, like, right away. Right. Like, you can't say, like, oh, well, he's got to be there. And I'm not saying, like, if it's anything less than a, de- than a death in the family, like, he doesn't have, <laughs> right. he doesn't have the right to go. You had to whatever. lose somebody yeah. to miss a day of fucking practice. Yeah, you, you better kill your grandma or else <laughs> I, want you, I want you at practice at 9 a.m., pal. <laughs> No, but yeah, I don't, and I don't think about it necessarily from like a, this hurts the team perspective. It's just like, I like, I personally like want him to have a chance and like, at least like if he doesn't make the team, like, you know, like have his best chance to like show the coaches what he has the full time yeah. during training camp. And I don't want this to be the reason that like he, he fails or he doesn't make the team. Right. And I think what he has going for him is I think Vance Joseph's a pretty kind of like understanding coach for these sort of things. Like he's given yeah. no indication of being like, a hard ass, <laughs> obviously, like Isaiah McKenzie played. How long did he play last season when, you know, he kept dropping punts? Like Too long, some would say. I, yeah, I, I, think, I think Henderson will get a chance when he gets back, if it is a family member. Like the speculation was, well, maybe he just doesn't want to be there. Hmm? Maybe he doesn't uh, even want to – maybe <laughs> he's just – he's mentally checked out. Hmm? So hmm. I guess we'll, we'll know more in, uh, uh, I don't know. A week yeah. or something. I'm not a big speculation guy, but I think I can say with certainty, it's not just because he doesn't want to be there. Right. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so, and, you know, that's the thing. The Broncos, the more options they have, and I think Henderson returned kicks, kicks. or punts in college. So, you yeah. know, they got to find somebody. And I think uh, one of the guys I'm going to talk about is Philip Lindsay in my episode. Hopefully I get up later today on my main channel um, is like five Broncos players that I think could have big impact for the team is Lindsay returned kicks in college. I don't think he returned uh, many punts, but uh, if he can prove to, to be that reliable guy, and I think he's got like the right mental makeup, like Philip Lindsay's like a guy who I don't think lets a mistake turn into a plague for him. So uh, he's kind of one of those guys I'm rooting for to, be a special teams contributor to kind of make the team. Yeah. And I think he's like one of those guys that like everybody watched at Colorado, like right. myself included. And like, you thought like, well, this guy obviously doesn't have like the prototypical size, even though like, I don't know what a prototypical running back really looks like. And no, like, can't like they can be flimsy. five foot six all the way to yeah. like six foot one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like look at Darren Sproles. Like there is no prototypical size, but I guess like if you don't have like, 
you know, elite speed, like, you know, like four, <clears throat> four, three speed and you're short, like NFL scouts write you off, but right. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what Philip Lindsay has. Definitely. Uh, okay. So you're going to have to explain this next thing to me a little okay. bit. But okay. I it, think I understand it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lay it on me. Yeah. So, uh, Case Keenum, kind of got bashed by a coach who was being anonymously interviewed. Um, and this coach, who we will call Coach X or Jeff Fisher. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know that it was Jeff Fisher. Although it might have been. Um, so yeah, so he called Case Keenum a three on his best day. And he's not, he's not rating Case Keenum like on his looks, one through ten here. There's a four-tier rating system. Uh, so you got your tier one guys, your your Brady, Rogers, Breeze, tier two guys. I don't did know. He like even put, did he even put Breeze in tier one? Oh, I didn't read the whole thing. <laughs> God damn it, Will. <laughs> um, I'm probably who knows. But yeah, so he called. He basically called like Keenum, like a you know low twenties out of 32 guy on his best day. So kind of a knock, kind of a knock on him. Um, yeah. And who, who put together this tier system? Oh, uh, I don't know. Like, I think it's been around for a while. Like, I think it's kind of like widely accepted. Mm, interesting because I've never really heard a lot of talk about this tier one through tier four sort of thing. Uh, trying to find who put it together. I know the guy who puts it together. Oh, is it Mike Sando? Mm, no, I don't know. Anyway, you're basically, basically, I have a problem when people want to, when sources want to remain unidentified and then they yeah. want to shit on a guy who played really well last year. I think there's maybe a little truth in that up until last year, well, there's a lot of truth up until last year, Case, Case Keenum wasn't a good quarterback. But I think quarterback play, unless you're an elite guy, you're your tier one guy, you're Aaron Rodgers, you're Drew Brees type guy, uh, you need to be around a good team to have success. Yeah, it's true for almost everybody. Especially before you're like, uh, you know, a guy who's like started five years in the league. Like before you know everything like instinctually, you, you know what I mean? The, the guys that carry the teams are never, almost never rookie or young quarterback. So Case Keenum's like first full season of play was last year, and it wasn't even a full season. He, kind of, he played like 13 games, so pretty damn close. But before that, it was uh, his sample size was in a terrible team in Houston and in the quarterback-killing machine that was Jeff Fisher's Rams. So I think it is really hard to gauge – who Case Keenum is as a quarterback. And I think on, on a good team, he played really well. And you're assuming the Broncos have a decent team around him and he can be at least average. That's kind of what they're saying. But I think his potential is higher than that, especially if he becomes a guy who starts for the next, I don't know, five years somewhere. Uh, I think he'll, he has, I don't know, the way he plays the game, 
I think he has the ability to be a pretty damn good NFL quarterback. But those odds are stacked against basically every guy playing. I mean, look how fucking long it took before Alex Smith was taken seriously as a pretty good quarterback. And even still, people shit on him. And, <laughs> yeah, like seven years. You know what I mean? Like, it's – I don't know. I think it's uh, – you take it with a grain of salt. And yeah. we'll know a lot more after this season. And if the Broncos' defense is good – I think Case Keenum has some tools around him on offense to be good. We've talked about that. We've probably said it too many times yeah. here. I mean, yeah. I just like I take exception just because just having watched Case Keenum last year, like the however many games I watched with him in Minnesota, like I think it's just objectively wrong to say like he's below average on his best day. Like if you, yeah. if you watch the game against like Washington, like that's a, you know, at least in that game, like that's the performance of a, a top 10 quarterback. Not saying that he is a top 10 quarterback. It's just that, you know, when he puts it all together, he's, you know, that's what he looks like. Like he's, he can be really, really good. And also like, kind of like you said, like I think anonymity in sports is just like really dumb and unnecessary. You got, you got. And, oh, you. <laughs> that's my sister. A little busy right now. Thank you. Will's sister just peeked through the yeah. door for anybody who's listening, and it totally distracted me from what he was saying. Yeah, also, and also me. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, uh, I think I was talking um, about – oh, yeah, anonymous sources. Anonymous, yeah. Yeah, so we're not dealing with, like, Woodward and Bernstein meeting up with Deep Throat. In a, yeah, just like, fucking own up to it. Yeah. It's like you're just doing this so you won't get backlash for your, you know, stupid takes yeah. that are going to clearly be proven wrong. means you don't have the fucking balls to put yeah. your name on your words, man. That's what I yeah. see. That's let's, just, I, right, let's just call it like we see it. Like, this was Josh McDaniels. <laughs> exactly. They pulled the fucking Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I think – I think, like – Pat uh, Pat Shermer was his offensive coordinator last year. Yeah. And the, kind of the research I've done is he runs a pretty conservative offense. Uh, and I think, like, the concern with Case Keenum is making sure he doesn't turn over the ball too much. He had seven picks last year. The Broncos, how many interceptions? It was over – it was in the 20s, I believe. So yeah. even if Case Keenum doesn't throw any more touchdowns, and comes in and you eliminate 13 to 17 fucking interceptions, the Broncos offense is going to be a hell of a lot better. Even if Case Keenum is exactly average, that's why I'm excited about him. And I think he has the potential to be above average. And some of his statistics are like impressive in very important situations, the red zone and on third downs, like he's top 10 quarterbacks in both of those categories. So uh, whoever's yeah, saying this is pressure too. Yeah. And really, really good. Great under pressure. The Broncos offensive line was one of the worst in terms of the amount of pressures they gave up last year. So he's going to be, he's going to be tested, uh, you know, unless Jared Valdir is, really healthy and awesome and the Broncos right tackle all of a sudden is great. <laughs> so mm, uh, I believe it when I see it, we remain high on case Keenum. Yes. So that Regardless. is the point. 
Regardless now, of what Josh McDaniels has to say. Exactly. And now we're going to transition into NFL. And I wanted That's to it. talk about the thing I think is maybe most interesting, and that is that Khalil Mack has not reported to Raiders training camp. And Adam Schefter reported today that Khalil Mack and John Gruden have not had a single conversation since Khalil or since uh, Gruden joined the organization. That's tough. That's a tough look for a new head coach to not ever have spoken to your best player. Yeah, that's weird. Like A little bit, yeah. It's usually like a day one thing. Because you could argue Khalil Mack's better than Derek Carr, you know, which would be yeah. the second best player. I would, uh, too. <laughs> I Khalil Mack would have been like the first guy I called if I was the head coach. Be like, hey, yeah. I am excited about what <laughs> we can do with you on defense Especially in a contract year, or like oh, when he's, shit. yeah, it's. I don't understand. I don't understand and, it. And Gruden won his Super Bowl with a, a, a great defense in Tampa Bay. Like, that's the guy you want to butter up. I mean, I'm sure. Well, I'm not. I don't know. The Raiders are an organization. An organization. I don't. I would never say I'm sure about anything with, but I would assume they're going to get a deal worked out with him. Uh, there's probably maybe too much to, to look into about Gruden and Mac not speaking. Like, I don't know how common it is for coaches to talk to every player when they come in, but I think it is. I don't think it's very common. I don't think it's very common. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> not every player necessarily, but like your best defensive player, at least like probably the best player on the team. I think yeah, I guess talking, it would have been like Vance Joseph coming in and not talking yeah. to Von Miller. Right. Yeah. Which you just feel like that's like, how could you even, do that like that's unavoidable to talk to like the Super Bowl MVP not that Cleo Mack is that but like the best player by far no it's interesting and I hope as a Broncos fan that it means uh Khalil Mack yeah. holds out or the Raiders hopefully, fuck up and lose him I hope he goes he's getting else. traded hopefully he's and getting traded somewhere in the NFC yeah as long as he doesn't go to New England I wish Khalil Mack a great career anywhere anywhere else other than Oakland and Kansas City or uh, the Chargers. Yeah, no. Uh, good luck in Buffalo. What it's college there, so it makes sense. Would well, you, let's, start that, let's start that rumor. Yeah. Would you trade Bradley Chubb for Khalil Mack if that's what, say, the Raiders wanted? Yeah, I would. I would. Even though you know you got to pay him a fuck ton of money next year. Uh that's what makes it tricky. It's a contract yeah, it thing. Does. That does. Um, you can't like turn salary cap mode off in Madden. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think I still would. <laughs> Just because, well, like, how do you how do you deal with that <laughs> as an offense? Yeah, I mean, you're not, pay, you're not paying Case Keenum very much. Like, you're not either way. Like, you're not gonna have to pay a quarterback for a long time. Possibly at least, like you know, maybe six years. If Keenum's great. This next year, they're gonna have yeah, to pay him will. in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. All right. I feel like um, if he's great this year, they'll extend him pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, I would. Yeah, I, mean, I could also see like keeping your fifth overall pick too. That would make sense to me. Well, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that one is not gonna happen. We're just. No. I'm just saying. Like, what would you give up for Khalil Mack? Uh, a foot, maybe. What if they want it? Well, yeah. Okay. yeah. I will give the Raiders Will's foot if yeah. they send Khalil Mack to Denver. 
Yeah, not my good foot. No, your, your left foot. Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis, my left foot. <laughs> I was I was thinking so, about yeah. that. I was thinking about that. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty good movie. All right, I know you have been very excited about this Jimmy, oh, yeah. the porn star uh, story. So uh, let's get into it. He went on a date with a porn star in Los Angeles. Was he in Los Angeles? Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Yeah, it's a little, it's like upscale Los Angeles. Um, Very nice. That's where porn stars hang out as well. Yeah, so it was first reported by TMZ. Uh, He was spotted on a date with porn star Kiara Mia. Um, I'm ashamed to say that I was not familiar with her work right off the bat. Uh, but I had to do a little bit of research, and I found out that uh, she's 41 years old. Jimmy Garoppolo is 26. Obviously, he just got that big contract. Um, he's he's the face of the franchise. Uh, very good-looking man. What do we think about Jimmy G going on a date with a porn star? Do you have any problem with it? I don't. Oh, fuck no. Uh, <laughs> some people do. Well, yeah. Some people are idiots. Uh, yeah. Like – who gives a shit? I uh, <laughs> I edited porn for two and a half years <laughs> as a video editor. Like, I'm not. I don't like the the stigma about it is means nothing to me. Well, hold on, hold on, Brandon, hold on, Brandon. What about the kids? <laughs> think about what the about children. What about the kids? Uh, yeah, think about the children. That's such I think a stig- the most interesting thing about porn is how accessible it is now. Yeah. Uh, as you know thinking about being a parent one day my only problem with porn is like trying to keep my nine-year-old from watching it on their phone like yeah the access they have is a little interesting startling (laughs) and there are some aspects of the porn industry that are not great uh but there's a lot of it that's fine it's sex your, I think your point was was the best point about it. It's like, how old is 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 a uh, Kiara Mia? Like in her- yeah, she's forty one. That was <laughs> like, a little weird. <laughs> you're gonna if you're gonna go for a porn star. Yeah, I think you could find somebody maybe younger and hotter. Yeah, my theory was just like this is like. Uh, a nostalgia thing for Jimmy G. Like he's probably been watching her since like middle school. And now that like he can, like, I guess you might as well take your favorite porn star on a date if you could. Right. Like he could probably take um, a lot of other women on dates too, like actresses or, you know, musicians, but you know, I, I can't, I don't have a problem with him taking a porn star on a date. No, I think it's very sweet of him that they actually yes. went out on a date. Like, he's a stand-up guy. That's a they went out a gentlemanly move to a nice dinner. I'm assuming. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like he's he a probably, gentleman. He probably tips handsomely. Yeah. Like I don't know. Held the I, door open for her. Held her seat. I think the the funny thing was wasn't it Britt McKendry? who was criticizing him for it. And I know she's like a, she's got hired by Fox news because she's a a super right wing sort of, I guess, Mm -hmm. pundit now. Uh, So, but like the hypocrisy of criticizing a quarterback for doing the same thing that our president's basically done 
something that like she's defended it's just <laughs> weird to me like yeah that's the thing that bothers me it's like if you're okay with one of them why can't you be okay with the other one too like just stick to your fucking points that you're gonna make like <laughs> i don't know yeah i mean in like the especially like in an age where we we've had starting quarterbacks like michael vick uh james winston more recently right Ben Roethlisberger, obviously not all the same things or like same degrees of uh, wrongdoings here, but Jimmy G going on a date with uh, with Kiara Mia, yeah, not a problem at all. A consensual date between two yeah. adults. I'd say I'd say one of the better things a, a quarterback has done recently that we've heard about. Yeah, I mean we've seen Brett Favre's penis. Yeah, uh, haven't we seen Aaron Rodgers' penis or was that fake? I can't say that I've seen it. I don't know where you've been hanging around, but look up Aaron Rodgers and Olivia Munn sex stuff. Are, are you thinking of Justin Verlander? No. Okay. Well, I've seen his penis. Um, yeah, so, like, it's a you know, if now if if Jimmy Aaron Jimmy Rodgers. G tweeted out a picture of his dick, yeah, from the I'd, date, like that I'd would be a look, little bit different. But, you know. Obviously, I'd have to look, but then I'd say, hey, maybe this isn't great for, you know, the kids that follow you on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. where where was Britt McKendry when Tom Brady was joking about eating ass? To me, exactly. that's Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> Need we, I covered say- that. we covered that here. No big yeah. deal. That was an exclusive. Okay, so uh, the <laughs> – Bigger news that was actual news this week was Todd Gurley got paid uh, four year extension with the Rams, sixty million, forty five million guaranteed. Uh, it's going to reset the running back market a little bit in the NFL. Todd Gurley is definitely worth every penny of that. Uh, yeah. But when I kind of looked into it, like Brandon Cooks essentially made more money than Todd Gurley, and Todd Gurley has produced significantly more uh, on offense than, than Brandon Cooks. Le'Veon Bell's been getting dicked around by the Steelers, another guy who produces a ton of offense. And I just think it's shitty that the, the running back market has been devalued uh, by the NFL. I don't know. Like, it, I get it for, for certain running backs. It's like – but the, the guys who are producing more than your receivers – and have produced a lot more, and are producing as receivers, why aren't those guys getting more money, uh, I think is a fair question. And uh, it's just something I noticed with the Todd Gurley stuff. And, you know, on the surface, it looks great. Like, oh, yeah, he's getting paid what he's worth. Well, no, I think he's actually worth more than what he's getting paid. I think it's a smart move by the Rams to lock him in at this deal because the guys coming up after him are going to make more. So uh, I think what we've learned, like NFL teams, when they know they have a star, uh, is to sign them early as they can in their contracts because their value goes up every year. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. Like, so he's making $15 million a year. Like if you think about it, a quarterback who's in the same like, you know, tier to, to throw back to earlier in the podcast as Todd Gurley. Like if you think about Matt Ryan, who you'd say like Matt Ryan is like a top five quarterback. Todd Gurley is a top five running back. They're about the same. 
uh, at their respective positions. Matt Ryan's making twice as much. Right. So I understand it from the franchise perspective in terms of being worried about longevity uh, and giving a guy like so many touches that, you know, you don't want to tie up all your cash in a guy that like, obviously anybody can get hurt, but yeah, it's so much, it's so much more dicey and you have to worry about wear and tear so much more than you would with like a wide receiver. I understand it. Um, It's not fair for running backs uh, because they put in a ton of work and, you know, if you're the best at your position, you deserve to get paid a lot of money, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's just kind of the nature of, that's kind of the nature of football rather than like the nature of the business, I think. Yeah. The NFL pay structure is kind of fucked up. Um, yeah. But you understand it. Like, it's just like, you're going to pay your quarterback more just because. Yeah, no, I understand that. Uh, like, but I think, I think when you lump players by position, that is not fair for those players who outperform the value of their position. You yeah. know I mean? And guys like Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell are, they are the exception to the, those are maybe the only two running backs in the league who are worth a ton of money as running backs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you could argue Ezekiel Elliott maybe when it's his time, but yeah. I don't think he's as much of a threat as a receiving back. Uh, and David Johnson uh, is the other name coming up, you know, with the, the Cardinals, but he was hurt all of last year. Like Bell uh, and Gurley, for the most part, have been on the field quite a bit. Bell had a little bit of injury issue. So, um, and I, I mean, Bell's getting paid quite a bit anyway, but, you know, yeah. they – they have earned the right to make more. Uh, and, like, if you look at what happened to C.J. Anderson, he basically got screwed out of $3 million this year. I think he was supposed to make 4 or 5 with the Broncos, and he's, like, on a million-dollar deal with the Panthers. So, it's uh, – I don't know. I can't imagine being in a situation where you're thinking you're going to make 4 or $5 million, and then you you got to just go and make $1 million. Mm, my heart breaks you know no but that that is like yeah that is kind of a slap in the face this is like um like a you got to be smart with your money man oh yeah oh yeah no you think about it like especially as a running back like you can't count on anything except for like the season you're playing right now like you can't count on anything longer than that yeah it's uh it's why nfl players want that guaranteed money yes like the nba Right. Which, and isn't baseball the same way? Guaranteed? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, again, that's like, you know, the argument from the, the owner's side, which I'm, I'm not saying that, like, this is my point of view, but, like, just trying to uh, explain it. Like, it's hard to guarantee football players anything because they can't guarantee that they're going to be on the field from, you know, one game to the next, let alone yeah. one season to the next. Just well, because the game is so violent. If the NFL owners weren't making uh, over hundreds of millions of dollars every year, correct? Uh, I would, I would give a shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, you know, I'll be shedding a tear when they right when they're uh, worth less than a billion dollars. But so, until then, yeah, exactly. What's this? Uh, what's this last thing about Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, so this is kind of. Recent, although I heard a little bit about it yesterday, just being speculated. But now there's a report coming out that 
so Teddy Bridgewater, obviously with the Jets, you've got Josh McCown, uh, Sam Darnold, and then Bridgewater. And Bridgewater's apparently been uh, – he's impressed the coaches a lot um, starting in minicamp. So they kind of have a little – He looks uh, good. Let's get yeah. rid of him. <laughs> the Jets finally have a surplus of talented quarterbacks. So they're like, hey, it's too many. Let's get rid of this guy. Yeah, no, it, it actually makes a ton of sense for the Jets because it does. Uh, Josh McCown, like, he loves being there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's played decent as that older kind of backup guy, and I think he's prepared to hand over the role, the role to uh, yeah. Sam Darnold. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a starting caliber quarterback. At least he was when he's healthy. So I guess my question would be, like, which teams actually – are interested for for trading for Bridgewater like do you think the team's trying to bring him in as a starter or is it that is looking for a backup because they think their starter might shit the bed I've got one for you Uh, no actually uh but same state Tampa Bay Buccaneers what do you think oh shit I would I would dump Jameis Winston and get Bridgewater that makes a lot Tampa Bay makes sense I have no idea why why Jacksonville didn't try to get a guy like Case Keenum this offseason. Uh, I think with Keenum hey, easy on the easy on the Bortles slander. Hey, and it's I was Tiny. impressed with the way Bortles improved, but I, I feel like we've seen what Bortles ceiling is. Uh, this See, is I his, don't know if that's I don't know if that's true, but this is his fifth year, right? Yeah. Bortles. Okay, so based yes. on what I said earlier, this should be a year that he he really takes over and proves to be that guy. So fair enough to give Bortles another chance. Uh, but I think actually Teddy Bridgewater could play anywhere in Florida, the Dolphins, the Jags, or the Buccaneers. Yeah, you could – I mean, like, you can't count on Ryan Tannehill to play a full all season. 16 games. And, like, your second option is Brock Osweiler, so. And he's already throwing interceptions, apparently, in training. Yeah, game. yeah. You know, he didn't waste any time. So <laughs> it might make sense to get old Teddy back in there. Oh, Teddy. Thing, like, the, like, before, like days before Teddy Bridgewater uh, basically snapped his leg into a, million pa- into a million pieces, he was playing really, really well in the preseason. And I know it was the preseason, but it was like that third preseason game, which was like, was like the dress rehearsal. And he was lighting it up, and he looked so much improved from 2015. Like, this was the year that, like, he was going to take – like a huge league yeah. and become like a, uh, you know, like a top 10 guy. And that's why, I don't know, just like to me, at least it was like extra devastating because it wasn't just like normal Teddy Bridgewater getting hurt. It was like, he was about to like really like break out. And then that happens. Yeah. I was excited to watch him play. Um, like the Vikings are an organization you kind of just root for because they've never yeah. won a Super Bowl, And, uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater just seems like, b- besides like starting to prove that he was developing into a good quarterback, he just seems like a nice dude. So that's like a, just from like a rooting for guys you kind of like. That's what I wanted to see from Bridgewater. Uh, but I think the the teams we listed are really the only teams I feel like would be seriously interested in a quarterback. There's there's not any like. Tennessee, yeah, you've got Mariota. Like I'm trying to think of 
You wouldn't say Buffalo. Buffalo uh, because they're all in on Josh Allen. Like, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't say Cleveland. Um, nope. I wouldn't see him as an upgrade over Tyrod Taylor necessarily. You know, it's like the NFC West, they're all fine. Like Arizona, they've got Bradford and Rosen. Yeah, I think they're just going to get a Rosen right away. The Colts are committed to Brissett to back up Andrew Luck. Like maybe mm-hmm. Indianapolis if they didn't uh, – I believe they said they, they're set on, you know, keeping uh, Jacoby Brissett there. That would be an interesting fit. Uh, who's the Texans backup behind Deshaun Watson? Is Tom it Savage? Tom Savage? Like I think so. But like you want you want to see Bridgewater go somewhere where he'd have a chance to start. But oh, maybe it's Brandon Whedon. Is it Brandon Whedon? The Whedon there? Yeah, maybe. I, I hope so. I want Brandon Whedon to play until he's like forty-five. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on that because uh, Tampa Bay makes sense. Yeah, I yeah think I'd do it. You might be right. Uh, you don't have to, and you're not giving up very much for Teddy Bridgewater. No, either. and at Tampa, it, in Tampa Bay, he's got Mike Evans to throw the ball to. Um, yeah, Deshaun like Cameron Great. Uh, he's got OJ Howard. OJ Howard. Yeah, he's got good tight ends. He's got, I think, a top seven receiver in the league, Mike Evans. Potential to be top five, top three, depending on who's throwing him the ball. Yeah. Um, and what do you have to give up to get Teddy Bridgewater? Like a third rounder, maybe. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd give up a third rounder easy for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, especially you know you're like oh, you already know you're giving the ball to Ryan Fitzpatrick for the first three games, and right. I think Dirk Cutter said like, or he wouldn't commit, I guess, to James Winston James when he gets off the of suspension. So. Yeah, they should just cut ties with Winston. Bring in Bridgewater. Have uh, Fitzmagic be your backup. That's a decent situation. And, like, okay, and, too, like, if you're going back to the Teddy Bridgewater, like, the last time we saw him play, like, a full game, which we don't know that he's still that, but, like, based on everything the Jets have seen so far, like, straight up, like, wouldn't you just have that? Wouldn't that not be that much of a drop-off from Jameis Winston? Yeah, I think the the biggest Regardless of all the baggage. Yeah, I think the biggest improvement you get with a guy like Teddy Bridgewater is he's going to throw less interceptions than Jameis Winston. Yeah. Um, in his first two seasons, he only threw fourteen touchdowns. Uh, each of those years, his completion percentage is pretty good, and I think that's just based a little bit about like the the type of offense that the Vikings were running. Um, I remember when they played the Broncos. Uh, in that close game, the 2015 Super Bowl season for the Broncos, I was like, oh, shit, Bridgewater's looking pretty good. And who the hell is this guy, Stephon Diggs? Like, this receiver's legit. So I think Thielen came in maybe the next year. Uh, so it was right before the Vikings really started to develop their receiving weapons and were still relying heavily on Adrian Peterson. Uh, yeah. who's, the, who's Tampa Bay's running back? They got rid of Doug Martin. Yeah, it's not Doug Martin. I'm pretty sure they drafted someone. Oh, it's uh, Ronald Jones from USC. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I wanted the Broncos to take a look at that guy. Yeah, same. And they have, yeah, Jaquiz Rogers, Ronald Jones, Charles Sims. Um, Yeah, I mean, if he's he's what you think he 
could be, then that's a pretty solid offense to have. Yeah. I always forget uh, Tampa Bay as a team, so I'm glad uh, you were yeah. to say who you think they would go to. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're like the 33rd NFL team. Uh, all right, I think we crushed the podcast, Will. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, probably should expect something longer next week when we have more training camp to talk about. We did 47-ish minutes today. That's pretty good. Yeah, so expect, you know, 47 hours at least. <laughs> Wait a second, mass Laurel. What if we were just... Seven minutes. Yeah, what if we just go live 24 hours a day? Oh, like the Truman Show? Yeah. We just, like, attach a webcam to our chests and, like, walk around talking about football? People would love that. We should have a segment where we uh, just, like, get into football debates with, like, people on the street. Like hidden cameras, people who know Instant nothing defeat. about football. Yeah, it's like, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? I don't know who either of those people are. <laughs> uh, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna answer a fucking question about Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually, we get arrested for. I'm just uh, on my lunch break from my yeah. job at the fucking bank, man. Yeah. <laughs> Please, like someone, like someone just like tosses me change. No, 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 no. I just want to talk football. Uh, all so right. Look, well, look forward to that next week. We'll dive into that. Will Keys is on Twitter at Will Keys Six. Um, you know, share these podcasts, I guess. Please, please uh, leave us a comment. Say, please share them. I have a uh, let us know which team you think Teddy Bridgewater could win a Super Bowl with. Yep. Yeah. That's that that is how we end this podcast. That's that. Subscribe. Bye. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.